0: Welcome to the Lot Carry Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving podcast. I'm Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Madison McQuarrie, pastor of the First Baptist Church of New Market in Piscataway, New Jersey, and learning coordinator for Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving. The Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving weekly podcast grows from a multi-year journey among pastors committed to flourishing in ministry. This is a project of the Lot Carey Foreign Mission Society and is made possible through the generous support from the Lilly Endowment. Learn more about Lot Carey and how it helps churches to extend the Christian witness throughout the world at lotcary.org. That's L-O-T-T-C-A-R-E-Y dot org. Join us for weekly conversations with pastoral thought leaders who share wisdom from the Black church for the whole church. Let's join Reverend Dr. David Emmanuel Goldley, Associate Dean for Vocational Formation and Christian Witness at Duke Divinity School and the Project Director for Lot Carey's Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving. This week, he's in conversation with Reverend Dr. Clifford A. Jones, Sr., pastor of the Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: We rejoice to welcome Dr. Clifford A. Jones, Sr., the lead pastor of the Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, as we have conversation in our Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving podcast. Dr. Jones, we really do appreciate you making time to have conversation with us today about flourishing in ministry.
2: Well, I'm honored and uh, grateful and hope uh, I can add something to what you're striving to do as it relates to ministry. And not only it. Uh, striving and thriving, but I've been intrigued by your word flourishing. Uh, You've yoked three um, um, verbs and adjectives and things together that are all action words, uh, thriving, striving, flourishing, um, all the key words that I think
1: one would want and desire as it pertains to ministry. Well, thanks for uh, picking up on that. And We've been on a journey uh, for a few years uh, with two cohorts. One cohort is a cohort of women pastors. Okay. It's a cohort of millennial and zennial pastors. Uh, and what we've been doing is talking about uh, flourishing in ministry includes both striving and thriving. Every round does not go higher and higher. Uh, And we've used a metaphor in some of our conversations about ministry uh, like a tree, where sometimes there are just leaves, sometimes there are blossoms, sometimes the leaves are falling away, and sometimes there are only bare branches, but still that tree can be healthy and thriving. So that's one way we've been thinking about Mm -hmm. ministry. You've been in ministry for several decades and have been a a pastor that's made a lot of impact in the United States and around the world. Could you describe for us something of what flourishing in ministry looks like to you?
2: Flourishing uh, to me is a person engaged in a calling, and I deliberately wanna use that word, calling to serve the Lord Jesus Christ And for me, it's been in the context of uh, one, the Christian church and then denominationally. Uh, Flourishing, uh, one of those words where there's an expectation. uh, If you're flourishing, it's supposed to be blossoms and fruit and not only leaves, but uh, blossoms and strong branches and, and fruit on the tree. But in the context of ministry, flourishing does not always produce uh, blossoms or leaves. And fruit is seasonal. But so often we serve under that pretense that fruit on a particular tree or in this particular ministry is year round. Uh, But the tree has to be nurtured at its base in order for it to flourish uh, on its branches and its limbs and leaves, and if it is a fruit-bearing tree, to have fruit. And so I think too often we uh, as church persons were looking at the big uh, and the glit and the glimmer, but not spending enough due diligence with the roots uh, and the base uh, and the core uh, of the tree. Uh, it's because of the sap that everything happens in the tree. But the, and that has to be nurtured. And that comes back to the word that you used of uh, context, that one cannot ignore context and one should be very careful in defining a flourishing ministry in comparative to another ministry contextually i had the opportunity to uh, serve a very very small church a rural church on a dirt road uh, about 25 uh, members on a good sunday and uh, they were all family and friends and that was a flourishing little church but no one you know, who would want to go to, you know, here I am college trained, seminary trained and who would want to be stuck there? How, how'd you end up there? But it was a flourishing church, uh, flourishing in the sense they were alive spiritually. They had a desire within their context to do mission, uh, nothing globally. They paid their associational dudes and a little bit of money to the state convention Uh, but they were proud as punch of the ministry
1: at that church. Thriving and flourishing Mm -hmm. requires some striving and struggling Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and not mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. From your experience as a pastor Mm -hmm. and a, a mentor and teacher of other pastors is that something that you see as normative or, or not? That, that, that there's both striving and thriving and flourishing that they all can coexist? Mm-hmm. I like scripture, Ephesians 4 and 12,
2: when uh, Paul says we wrestle not against uh, you know, flesh and blood, but against principalities, against rulers uh, in, in, of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places, high places. That in the whole uh, structuring of the local church, high places, you know, you've got your officers here and these officers think they're a little higher and those officers, you, you know, you know, then you've got all that, that pecking order that we are the official board. Got to be very careful because you set yourself up for wickedness to take a seat at the table. And unless one is willing to strive, and I would even use the word fight spiritually, uh, and with integrity, I don't mean the, the fist fighting stuff, but, but, but with integrity, striving against that, that we are wrestling against, there's not going to be that kind of flourishing ministry because we're still digging in uh, to the root of the tree and the sap is being drained, the energy is being drained from the base uh, and and, uh, unless we are willing to look at the context of where we are, recognize that yes, this is not the ideal, that we are in a context that one must vigorously with uh, systematic energy and intentionality plan, and and I think sometimes that's a, that's another weakness. We we want results, but we don't want to spend the, the due diligence in planning and having that foundation. That that I've got to fight to get this foundation. The church is not just the lodge or a school system uh, or any corporate structure, but the church is a different organism. It is a spiritual organism organism that was given. Directives by God, clearly in Jesus Matthew 28, 20, 19, go therefore and teach uh, and making disciples, go and teach, first mandate, uh, and to do that, you don't get instantaneous fruit, uh, That that's the trench work that you do in this vigorous planning and this endeavors and fighting with these power structures and people in position who don't want to do of helping them, teaching them to help them understand that this is not about us. And so when you use those words um, w- wonderfully together, flourishing, I don't know of a church small and large that at the end of the day, they don't want to be a flourishing, everybody wants to be a big church. You know, uh, only 5,000 members in the community, but we want to have a thousand in our church. You know, and that's not going to happen. And, uh, but, but we can be healthy and we must always strive for excellence. And to do that, uh, you can have a thriving church uh, and do wonderful things in the ministry and flourish within the context that you're in but it's going to take intentional planning, uh, vigorous work, and the will to do the spiritual battles
1: with the struggles for what's right and what's godly. We've been encouraging people to think about what we call a formula for flourishing. And the formula roughly holds that if a pastor's Leadership capacity uh-huh. plus service context uh-huh. builds ministry content, uh-huh. with higher probability for flourishing. So the idea is you can't just drag and drop what somebody else did, but it's more organic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, you talk to us a little about how your context of Uh, service has informed your content of ministry in terms of your own journey? For me, it starts with uh, pastoral visioning
2: and prayer. That before I would and have uh, approached and presented, I've tried to spend personal time and Uh, diligence in making sure as sure as can be that this is God's will for us at this time. Uh, So as we begin to use the word uh, pastoral leadership capacity uh, understanding our limitations, um, understanding our abilities assessing our resources, uh, both financial, both volunteerism um, and um, community-based resources, assessing resources. Uh, Can can we do uh, as God has directed? Do we have the resources and the person power? Is there a commitment? So I think that, not think, but try to assess our capacity. And work within the capacity as pastor and offering leadership to what we have. I have fifty members. I don't have five hundred. I have fifty members. What's the capacity of these fifty members in this community where I am with the vision that God has placed upon our heart? So moving from capacity uh, to context, where am I? Um, wh- wh- where am I? I'm. I'm in a rural community. Where am I? Uh, I'm in an urban area. Where am I? I'm in a city with 400 churches. Uh, Where where am I? Uh, For me that I have to understand my context and be realistic about my context and the capacities that I have in the context that I find myself and called to do ministry. Uh, And it is out of that uh, context uh, I move into the content, uh, tr- trying to logically follow uh, your, your trend of thought, uh, David, here. Uh, the, the content is not in absentia of my context and my capacity. All of us, regardless to how bright and gifted we are, we all have limitations. And I have to be honest about my limitations in the context that I'm in, Uh, lest I will lead in a way that doesn't have integrity. Um, You know, some have what, three uh, skills, some have five, some have seven talents. We don't all have this, but if I've got three, that's my capacity. I'm gonna work with my three and not covet the seven. And then when I look at it flourishing, I'm, I'm excited because I know that we have done what we can do with the resources in the capacity, in the context that we are in and and feel good about it and not feel that "Ah, I'm not doing as much as so-and-so, I don't have what so-and-so has. I think as clergy persons, it's important for us to be honest with ourselves about ourselves, one. Two, to be grateful for the situation uh, of ministry that God has placed us, that, that, that I've got, to, I need to be grateful that I'm here and not here, you know, uh, covering all to be over there, but being faithful right here, be, be faithful. Uh, that's, uh, that's my mantra, be faithful, re, re, regardless, of, be faithful, I, be faithful, we are called by God to be faithful. And uh, as we practice that kind of faithfulness with that kind of honest integrity, uh, uh, striving, um, you know, you've got to work. Say the other thing, you've got to work. It's, you've got to work. I tell anyone, ministry is not, you know, uh, eight to five. It's not 40 hours. You know, say what you will or may. You've got to work. You've got to put in the hours and the time uh, on your knees with God and with the people, you've got to work. And uh, when you will do those kinds of things, then that spiritual del- uh, element, aha, that spiritual element will kick in and will do things with what you have that you can't imagine.
0: A word to our listeners. Lot Carey's Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving podcast is funded by the Lilly Endowment through its Thriving in Ministry initiative. We'll be right back with more from the interview. Since 1897, the Lot Carey Global Christian Missional Community has helped churches to extend the Christian
2: witness around the world. We collaborate with indigenously led communities to bear good and faithful witness to Christ Jesus through
0: ministries of evangelism, compassion, empowerment and advocacy in Africa, Asia, the Caribbean, Europe, North America, Oceania and South America. Together,
2: we are touching lives with transforming love. You too can help to extend
1: the Christian witness throughout the world. Visit us at lotcarry.org. That's L O T T C A R E Y dot O R G.
2: Thanks for praying for and investing in the good news globally through word
0: and deed. Welcome back to the Lot Carey podcast Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving. I'm Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Madison McQuarrie, the learning coordinator of Lot Carey's Thriving in Ministry program. Each week in this podcast, my colleague Reverend Dr. David Emanuel Goatley interviews a prominent black pastoral leader to gain insight for flourishing in ministry. Now back to more of his interview with Reverend Dr. Clifford A. Jones Sr. Pastor of the Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: You've been uh, at the Friendship Church in Charlotte, if my memory serves me right, approaching four decades, which is a wonderful experience because there are people at the Friendship Church where they've not known another pastor, or if they had another <laughs> pastor, that it's a a fading memory. But can you give us just one example of how being in a a church in a city, that context, can you give us an example of some kind of a ministry that the Lord has called you all to because you're situated in a city like Charlotte?
2: Oh, where do I start? One, uh, our child development center. And so when I came, we expanded our child daycare center uh, to become a five-star child development center. One of the few five-star centers in our city and county uh, in providing uh, care. So again, through the utilization of facilities. Two, uh, we developed a CDC Community Development Center. And uh, we have a kitchen, uh, a certified commercial kitchen in our church facilities that we pretty much use when we had homecoming or funeral or one of the auxiliaries wanted to have a meal. Uh, We uh, had the health department inspect it and certify it, and we created a catering company uh, so that we can now uh, do catering and created jobs And so rather than uh, having someone bring in food, we do our own catering and our own cooking. Uh, Again, using capacity of what we have uh, on site uh, and facilities. Uh, Where do I stop?
1: Can you share with our listeners, maybe an example of two of how your capacity as a leader uh, has had to develop um, so that you could serve faithfully? On the job training. <laughs> Our academic
2: institutions do a tremendous job in helping us to do all the academic things as it relates to uh, research and study. But I find that they are um uh, And helping prepare us to be pastors uh, of local churches. I think there's still, as we talk now, still think there's a tremendous gap uh, in in helping prepare us uh, for the local church. What's evolved? One, I had to realize that uh, though I was seminary trained, They were persons that uh, knew a lot more about the operating of the church than I did. It was an humbling lesson uh, in terms of the local systems and systemics and dynamics uh, that can uh, determine whether your ministry will not only flourish but survive, whether you will be able to stay long enough, develop the kind of tenure and the relationships within the congregation that you will be uh, able to uh, stay long enough in order to be effective to do the things that God has called you to do. Um, Had to learn patience. That um, things don't happen just because you have a vision and a dream. To get people to come along with you uh, beside you, not just behind you, but with you and under you and around you to gird you it takes time to develop. It takes time to develop that kind of relationship of trust. They call you to be the minister. It takes years to become the pastor where they trust you and will put their lives in their hearts in your hands uh, and follow your leadership. I've had to learn Patience. Another lesson I had to learn is that they could get along quite well without me. <laughs> um, I, I had prided myself uh, and, I, and I believe in a strong work ethic and that for a period of time, I wasn't taking all of my vacation because I had things to do, I had tasks to do. I was pretty much a task oriented person. I wanted to see this done and I needed to, and too much of a hands-on person, I've had to learn Another thing to trust people to do things cause in a larger context, you can't do everything. Uh, And persons won't do it exactly as you want it done, but let them do it the best way that they can do it and and build that kind of capacity of of a staff. But I had been working feverishly and um, to get things done. And I felt that I just had to be there and be there. And so one of our deacons uh, asked me, he said, "Um, Pastor Jones, have you had your vacation yet? And I, uh, with all honesty, I said, no, uh, Deke, I said, I haven't been able to get away yet. I said, I uh, just had, you know, these things to do. He stopped. He looked at me. He said, Pastor. I said, yes. He said, I want you to know this church can get along without you. One of the best things he ever said to me. At the moment, I didn't know. I didn't appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, My ego, (laughs) you know but he was exactly right. The church, regardless to where it is and or its capacity to do whatever it can do is an organism of God. I believe that with all of my heart. We have our land, we have our deeds, we have our steeples but that organism, that's God's. We are placed there. Are you listening to me? As instruments of God for God's kingdom. It's not about, you know, you, you've got to grow out of some of that stuff. It's not about you or who has the sweetest voice or, you know, the, 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 and all of that other kind of stuff. And I'm not fighting anything. But you've got to realize that this is God's and God has placed you there. You've got to believe that you are where the, where the Lord has placed you. And be faithful where the Lord has placed you, and um, be faithful to His people. And enjoy it. Uh, one of the things I find that too many of our colleagues don't get a real sense of joy and happiness. <laughs> you know, you 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 know, you talk, man. You know, you you hear all the sob stories of how horrible it is. No, you've got to learn to love this and enjoy it. Uh, you have to enjoy coming here. You. You have to enjoy the the struggle, you have to enjoy the striving and the thriving and the flourishing is just just icing on the cake. Uh, but, but you've got to enjoy being down in the trenches and, and working through this with, with adversarial spirits and, and then see it come to fruition. Uh, and then they have to look and say, well, Rev, you know, uh, you were right. Uh, that That's the joy of this. And it can happen. But But again, you've got to trust God with it. This ministry, this church that we call Christian, it belongs to God and we are only temporary instruments in the hand of God to do God's bidding and God's service. And yes, at the end of the day, um, we will stand before God. And give an accounting, and I don't think sometimes our colleagues believe that of how faithful we have been. Remember Matthew chapter twenty-five verses uh, thirty-one through forty-six. Jesus talking to the crowd, and some of the, you know the goats and the sheep. You know we get all, you know, you know what you know the core of that was, in so much as you have done it unto the least of these. Hmm, you've done it unto to me. Uh, Final thing that I'll say here, the least of these uh, is learning how to be a pastor who loves Thomas when he doubts, Simon Peter when he curses and swears and walks away, and Judas when he kisses you. It's easy to be the pastor of Mary and Martha. but the challenge is to love Judas and Peter and Thomas and Philip. And every church, regardless of location and size has a Simon Peter, a Judas, a Thomas, and a Philip.
1: That's rich, Doc. What's the best advice you've received about pastoral leadership?
2: The best advice, be faithful trust God, and you have to be a Christian. I shouldn't have to say that. But um, a pastor ought to be a Christian. (laughs) What are you you talking about? How are you something like that?
0: I'm serious.
2: You have to believe it yourself. You have to believe. You have to move beyond. um, the, the, the academic and classroom and stuff. And I think it was Albert Schweitzer that in his book on the quest for the historical Jesus, uh, when he was talking and that he talked about how in his lab or laboratory, he would take Jesus apart and, and look at him thoroughly. But in the pulpit, he preached him crucified and resurrected. Hmm. You've got to believe it. You know, I, I love the academic and, you know, I like the banter with it when we get together and we start talking and I love all of that. Uh, stimulating, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I've got to believe when I stand up and say early Sunday morning, God raised him from the dead. I, I, I've got to believe that in my core. Uh, and I've got to be faithful to the calling wherein I am called as a servant. Uh, you know, the, 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 the great Dulas. I'm called slave. I'm really a slave for Christ. And so what advice would I give? Be faithful, be a good student, don't stop studying. You need to read, Y'all got, you know, you know uh, you, you, you've got to read, 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 read everything. I mean, literally everything, uh, read your Bible not just when you're looking for a sermon, but, but, but spend time just sitting down and reading the Canada scriptures. Um, of course, read current events, read cultural things, read your history. You need to be prepared when it's time to preach. Uh, as a friend of mine told me who passed away, be effective, not the best. We wanna be the best. Or <laughs> well, better than, no, 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 no. Be effective. God,
1: spirit, blesses effectiveness. Dr. Clifford A. Jones, Sr., the lead pastor of the Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, you've been a blessing to pastors across the country and around the world in your ministry over time and in this uh, in sharing your wisdom today. So thanks so much uh, for the time to talk with us. Thank you, my brother. May the Lord
2: ever bless and keep you in his care and keep doing good, keep doing good. And thank you so much for this opportunity.
0: Thank you for joining us today for Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving, a weekly podcast from Lot Carey as we listen in on conversations with prominent pastoral thought leaders. Join us next week for a conversation with a new guest and fresh insights. Wisdom from the Black Church for the whole church. I'm Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Madison McQuarrie. Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving is produced in partnership with Good Faith Media. Music by Makita McQuarrie. Share the word with those who need to hear it. Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, listen online at lotcarry.org.